Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Satoon Wong and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me as always is my co-host, Trevor Stores. Hey, Trevor, how you doing? Hi, could. I'm great, man. Football season is really <laughs> underway now. Like, I know. It, it's getting cold outside again for fall I season. I love it. Like, I'm in a great mood. I'm here. Me too. Me too. And you know what? I, and I know you like them too, but I have like 12 favorite hoodies. So I'm yep. so excited to be able to start wearing those hoodies again. I'm telling you, I'm done with the summer, man. I want my hoodies on. So I'm excited. Exactly. It's hoodie season, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. That's right. That's right. Hey, you know what else I'm excited about, Trev? What's that? <laughs> I cued <laughs> it up perfectly. We cued it up perfectly. I am excited about the fact that we have... Adam and Eva of the Burgundy oh, yeah. Gold Report coming back home to join us. Hey, Adam, how you doing, man? Hey, how's it going, man? Great to be on. How's it going tonight, guys? Oh, so Adam, awesome. welcome so much back, better. bro. How are you? <laughs> Good. Grinding, man. Grinding. That's right. That's right. And let me just say this, you know, Adam, I've been stuck with Trev for all this time. I'm like, oh, man, Adam would just get back on the show. You can tell that. We have no fun <laughs> on the show without you. So, <laughs> sorry, Trev, you had to find out this way. I just had to. Nah, you know, you're good, bro. It's all love. <laughs> well, Adam, um, it's so awesome to have you back on the show here. Obviously, Adam and Eva of the Burgundy Gold Report, everybody, everyone should know the name because, of course, theburgundygoldreport.com is one of the premier places to get news on the NFL, including the Washington football team, and particularly on the Washington football team. And Adam, you got some new shows, and I've seen them, and they're amazing. You got, tell us a little bit about that. Well, appreciate it. Yeah, we find, like I said, like you mentioned, actually, you know, the Burgundy and Golden Fort, this is going to go into our sixth year officially. We started our brand new site this January, as you mentioned, but we finally dropped D&G Report Happy Hour on yeah. YouTube. Uh, we Love are about it. to drop our third episode um, in the next 24 hours. Um, again, it's just a laid-back show geared towards Washington fans. But as the season progresses and the college season progresses, that's when we'll really Im- implement our scouting, our evaluation. And what we do that's a little unique from others, of course, as we've always talked about on the show, is we gear our, a lot of our evaluations towards Washington as players that we would pick. We do mm-hmm. tons of evaluations all year, but the only ones that we put out are the ones that we keep in Washington. But how we've expanded now with BNG Report Happy Hour, and again, it's just going to be talking about scouting players. So not only Washington, it's a great show for NFL fans. Every week, we actually feature different IPAs, local beers, you know, different whiskeys, things like maybe things you haven't heard of. Um, yes. Just to really give some exposure to, like, some of the smaller companies and at the same time, again, just have a good time. It's not really serious. The laid-back show, you know, I don't get into the drama with, you know, the whole Dan Snyder thing. It's, you know, my house <laughs> turned 100 years old, so I renovated my attic, got it all together, as you can see on the show. It's just me and my dog, Sable, you know, just talking football. Yes. So, again, it's a laid-back hey, show. I- Quick shows, none of these 45-minute, you know, hour shows. It's really just to the point. You know, we keep it under 15 minutes and really just bring you content. But, again, it's just in the laid-back atmosphere, man. Yeah, it is amazing. Anybody should – everyone should go check it out. It is so much fun, and it's so laid-back. It's just kickback. It's it's a great, great uh, medium to learn more and just chat about Washington football 
and about football in general. And uh, obviously, we know we love Adam's dog. So, you know, if you want to see more of that, <laughs> that's the only place to get it, man. That's the only place. So Definitely. that's fantastic. <laughs> and we all know about uh, scouting from the Burgundy and Gold Report. Uh, everybody who listens to the show definitely knows about that. So go check it out, everybody. It's uh, fantastic. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to take advantage of Adam being on the show because we got plenty to talk about here on our show. And that is a rundown of week two of the NFC East games, grades for the first round rookie quarterbacks, fantasy football waiver wire pickups, and so much more. Wow, you know, we haven't done this intro in a while with uh, Adam on the show, so it's so, it's just, like, so exciting. You know, here we go. Let's roll! <laughs> See, this means that, Adam, you need to be in the show more often because I'm just, like, giddy, it and yeah. it, it's just not a good look on me. You know what I mean? Yeah, Adam, you haven't been <laughs> since I don't even know when, so you need to come back. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Usually me and Trevor are online, and Trevor's like, dude, what's wrong with you? You're, like, always moping. And I'm like, it's because Adam's not here, you know? <laughs> What the heck? Oh, well, this, is, um, this is the fun part. Going on shows, talking about anything, that's the fun part. The part that's not as fun, of course, is spreading the word on social media and, you know, really trying yeah. to get your brand out. Yeah. But this is the fun part of my night. Absolutely. Now. Absolutely the fun part. I totally agree. All right. Let's give the listeners what they want. Let's talk about the NFC East, and let's start with the game, the Thursday night game between the New York Giants at the Washington football team. Washington football won 30-29, but, whoa, boy, there were a lot Ooh. of back and forth there. Um, Adam, I'm going to start with you here. What were your takeaways from that game regarding both the Washington football team and the New York Giants? Well, once again, it wasn't the defense that really did much for the team. You know, we would see some flashes here and there, some pressures, some sacks. But in the end, it wasn't those turnovers that we were used to seeing last year, those game-changing plays. But what I thought about last year, right away I came back last year again, how it took Chase Young really to midseason to really get his form, and then we came to find out that he was dealing with some injuries. I'm really questioning a couple of guys on the line right now because if you can see them, they're being questioned for their effort. I don't think it's effort. I think there's a couple guys that are actually probably a little shaken up or just, you know, mild issues. But in the end, surprising to all us all, it's the offense that's carrying this team. And on my episode two, I talked about Taylor, Taylor Heinke, and what I loved about him is he's a gamer. Everybody that watches him in practice, they say, well, he doesn't blow you away. He's nothing special. That's how, you know, Fitzpatrick really got propped up as, you know, the face of this offense. But in the end, this was a guy that was grinding, you know, last year. And the only thing that people really were able to say to him are two things, their ability concerns, and he has Mm -hmm. not had that many career games. Well, what he did this year, now he has the most passing yards, most, excuse me, most completions of any, most passing completions of any quarterback in their first three starts. So although Mm -hmm. it's a small sample size, I think that this is the reason why Washington has an excellent chance now to still win the division. And mm. to, to end up with 336 yards in the fashion that he did it, man, I'm so excited as a fan right now. But, again, I have to say that what's happening now is there's a lot of people that are saying the Taylor Hive, and, of course, people are jumping on the bandwagon. But I caution fans, if you want to go back to just, you know, a little football history if you're younger than me, Jeff Garcia. This is exactly what he is. He's Jeff Garcia. With my opinion, if he stays healthy, he can be better than him. So wow. to say that Washington has that guy, I challenge a lot of fans to really go back in the years of the quarterbacks to find if we had Jeff Garcia in Washington, I think he would probably be rated in the top three or four of all time just based <laughs> on they always had the, the, the weapons of receiver. They always had the, the diesel running backs. But, yes, you know, sir. since Joe Theismann, Doug Williams, you know, ripping, flashing, you know, a couple here and there. That was it, and Joe Thiesman was, was the only one that was homegrown. So I think right now, 
he's the man of the hour. I don't think that's going to change a lot of things going into the next year's draft. I think you still look at a quarterback, but I think now you have a, a leader that can get this offense to the next level. But, man, if this defense doesn't get it together, though, I don't know if they can get past 500. But just to see what they did to break that five-game losing streak against the Giants in that fashion, man, you can't ask for more, you know, from a fan. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Trev, let me get your take on this, because I know, obviously, you watched the game with a lot of interest as well. So tell me, what's your takeaways here for both teams? Uh, honestly, the same as Adam, but uh, I'm going to go a little bit further on the defensive side of the ball right now mm-hmm. to start off with. Um, yep. We are very, very sloppy on defense. We don't communicate very well. And like Adam said, if, if we don't get it together, we're, we're not going to be better than 500. Um, we have the players. We have the – we thought we had the players. We Apparently, we have the coaching to do it. We just can't seem to get it going on the right path, although we did um, – Establish a little bit better quarter uh, quarterback pressures in this game, so I feel like the defensive line is getting slowly better. But according to all the offseason and everything from last year, we're the top five defense here, top five defense there, and we do not look like it at all. So we're going to need to step it up a little bit more, of course. And our schedule doesn't get any easier. We're going up against the Bills and the Saints and the Buccaneers and the Chiefs, so we got to be ready for that. And then to piggyback on to the Taylor Heineke. I'm not sold on him completely yet, but I am very, very pleased with what he did on Thursday night. I think that when he threw that crucial interception under two minutes to go, the way he responded to that showed no fear, act like he didn't even throw that interception, but also understood what it took to get his team back into position to win the game, which he did. I thought it was amazing considering he's used to just coming in on the fly. So now that we have him established in there as a starting quarterback, we really get to see if that book knowledge is really going to be put to football knowledge and you can take us to the promised land, at least the playoff. So that's right. my take from the game. Yeah, and I'll, I'll quickly touch on the Giants' side of the ball. I mean, obviously they had a lot of issues there. You know, it's really weird because I know Giants fans, and they they are split on Daniel Jones. And some of them say, let's see him crash and burn so we can get rid of him. Uh, and some of them say, <laughs> well, I, I think he's actually some good – he'd be good. I think he just does, does just well enough not to get canned. <laughs> and that's basically yeah, what yeah, he does, sure. which is unfortunate uh, for Giants fans because I, I think they're stuck with him for quite some time to come. I will say this. I mean, um, their running game sucks. I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, maybe it's the injury. Maybe it's Saquon yeah, Barkley no is still coming that back. Offensive line, that offensive line is – that's why it was just so disturbing watching that game because you know Washington can have a top five exactly. defense simply based on the defensive line, but they're not right. getting it together. And if they can't stop a run game with that kind of line, that's exactly. going to be probably one of the worst offensive lines they face all year. So – Really, it's no going to take, you know, some no tinkering and things like that. But just one thing I wanted to say before we moved on to the other games is yeah. the guy that I think nobody is talking about enough is Antonio Gibson. Every time he gets the ball, he makes plays. But for some reason, Turner keeps going away from him. And I yeah, think in that does. game, if you continue to pound him, I don't even think we're having this discussion as a close game or even that Thank interception that Taylor Heinke So I think, he, you know, if everyone, you know, listened to the press conference, that there was a bit of a choice route going on. Taylor did have the choice to go run or go different routes on that. So he did choose that. So we can't put it all on Turner. But if, right. you're, key, if, you, if you're in the flow and you're feeding Gibson, in that situation, you're going to run him three times in a row. So I put that on Scott Turner. You know, we're all talking about Jack Del Rio, but right now Scott Turner, he's not doing it. Taylor right. Heineke and these receivers, honestly, that are catching some pretty high passes. So I'll give him his credit, mm-hmm. but our receivers are balling right now. Because these guys right. are catching high passes. Right. But the good thing to me, people are looking it down. I say if they're not catching it, no one is. There's not turn- the, the turnover happened on a low ball. 
So he, the fact that he's overthrown and these guys are catching, you know, high balls, I don't have a problem with that unless there's incompletions. But I, what I have a problem with is if you're not pounding the rock. And, you know, we'll talk about Dallas, but that's why Dallas, to me, they're, they're, they're starting to scare me a little bit, and there's aspects of Philadelphia that scare me. And both, it's their run game. I need to see Washington do this because if they don't, man, they're not going to be able to pull out these giant squeakers, you know, maybe one or two of these if, if, they, yeah, yeah, if they can. I agree with that. And obviously it was a real squeaker because it really literally was a redo on a field goal <laughs> at the plus, end of the, the game. Plus. It all counts like the same, the, but yeah, for wow. Both teams, it, was, it was so sloppy, like a combined probably right. of 20 penalties total between two games. Like That's right. That's really bad. So 160 yards of penalty. Yeah. Yeah. You take away the penalty on the Daniel Jones 60-yard touchdown run, that saved us. You take away the the, the, deep, the drop, deep oh my ball. Gosh. Oh, my God. You take that away? Like, so we shot ourselves in the foot. They shot themselves in the foot. They just did it more than us, and that's how we got the win. (laughs) That's right. They just ran out of bullets, man. That's it. Exactly. That's right. That's right. That's right. Actually, I think somebody did some instant grades on Twitter, and I said, you forgot one. You forgot Giants shoot themselves in the foot, A+, because they did a great job of that uh, all throughout Mm -hmm. the game. All right, we're going to move on to the next game here. I actually have a caller here, Lou. I think he has a question for us, but uh, we're going to put him right in here. Lou, you still there? Yes. All right, so what's your question for us, Lou? Well, it's really your comment because, like, you know, I was watching that game, you know, with the with the uh, Washington team and the Giants, and, you know, the Giants, the Giants could have won, but they made so many mistakes, and, of course, the penalty on the uh, winning field goal, that was a clincher right there. I mean, just like, you know, just when you think they were going to, you know, pull it out, they blew it. I mean, the and, AFC and being, East was horrible yeah. last year. Can I get any worse this year? The AFC East? Are you talk, talking about the AFC the East or NFC East? Okay, yeah. Yep. Um, can it get any more terrible? Is that <laughs> – wow. Yes, it can. I think it'll get better. <laughs> yeah. It'll I think get it'll better. get better. I think, I think, the, player, I think yeah. the player is going to keep – because everyone needs to understand, you know, we're talking about limited contact more than any other time in this offseason. And I think it shows a Washington because it's all the missed tackles, all the yards after contact. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest problem with this defense. If they don't miss these tackles like they weren't, they weren't missing last year – we would probably be talking about a 2-0 team right here. So there are things yeah. fixable with every yeah. team in the East. But right now, you're starting to see different – you know, we'll talk about the NFC East teams, but they're exposing themselves in certain areas that are going to be problems at the end. And the way the NFL set up the schedule, the NFC East to have – you know, keep in mind, Washington does not have another NFC East game until December. They're going to have right. all, the, 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 all the rest uh, of the final stretch uh, of the season. This has never happened since I've been a fan. I love it, and I can't wait for it. Yep, that's uh, that's definitely. It. And Trev, you have any thoughts on this? Can it get worse? Can uh, it all get worse? I think it, it can get worse. Of course, everything everything can get worse. But like Adam said, <laughs> it's too early to really tell right now. We're two games in. I think our defense is going to, you know, the light bulb is going to turn on. We're going to step up and get back to where we were last year. Our offense is already starting off better than I thought we would ever start off. So that can only get up better from here too. So, but right now all it's right. wide open. Honestly, everybody's yeah. I, I agree with all that. Oh, thanks so much for your question, Lou, and thanks for listening. Thanks, Lou. Thank you. Thank All you. right, so let's so let's kind of move on to the next game, and that's the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles. 49ers pulled us out 17 to 11 in the pre-show. I was talking to Trev about this, and Trev, why don't we get your thoughts on this first? What are your takeaways from this game between the Eagles and the 49ers? Um, I actually didn't get to see it because I don't I don't have red zone or anything like that. I'm not cool enough for that yet. But uh, <laughs> cool enough, dude. We're Twitter all cool enough for I that. Saw. All right, that's cool. That's fine. <laughs> Maybe wrong choice of words. You know what I mean? But uh, 
Um, I think the Eagles are capable of having explosive plays here and there, but it still seems like they're still trying to figure out what kind of team they are. You know, the new coaching staff, Jalen Hurts, uh, full season. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be there next year or not. Um, Devontae Smith is good, but we just don't know if they can really have that chemistry yet. They only scored 11 points. So yeah. I just I just think that they're still in the finding themselves mode right now. And the 49ers, they just need to pick a quarterback, Jimmy G or Trey Lance. Like, just pick with that and go. Because can you imagine the locker room every week or every, you know, every day thinking, okay, well, who's going to be starting quarterback or when's Trey Lance going to play or when's Jimmy G? Like, that's just too much of a distraction, I think, in my, in my book. So I think it's affecting them on the field as well. So. Yep. Yep, no, I totally agree with that. Hey, uh, Adam, what are your thoughts on this game between the 49ers and the Eagles and any takeaways you might have? Jalen Hurts, (laughs) you know, he surprised me right now. You know, somehow Dak Prescott is getting so much love. And honestly, look at his stats. We'll talk about that game in a minute. Jalen Hurts, you know, passing that in special, 190 yards, no touchdowns. 10 carries, 82 yards a touchdown, 8.2 yards a carry. This kid, he's doing it day in and day out. He's not going to be able to do this all year. But for right now, this is what a lot of people, I think, Taylor Heineke was going to do, like 200 yards, maybe 70 yards rushing. This is, it's a really reversal. And I think he's doing it out of necessity because I think this Philadelphia offensive line still getting it together. Miles Sanders, you know, he's got 55 yards. So the more their focus is going on Hurts' run. So why San Francisco, you know, they won that game, right? But I said – when I was on the show, last time I was, we were, I was hosting with you, that I yeah. saw that that was the guy they were moving up for before they even, you know, made the pick because everyone was talking about, oh, it's going to be yeah. Alabama. Right. And I said, no, That's it's right. going to be him. That's the RD3 offense right there. I'm waiting to see that from Shanahan. I'm, I'm a little surprised that early on, you know, luckily he's 2-0, and so I think he'll stick with it. But it kind of makes right. you wonder, are they maybe trying to get the Jimmy G, um, uh, let's say, his value up a little bit? Maybe they yeah. can move him Trade into value. the year for you know, maybe, you know, maybe yeah. I don't know, a third yeah. round might be a little high, but I think if a desperate team is on, you know, loses their quarterback and they're above 500, maybe that becomes a possibility right around that trade deadline. In saying that, I, I've watched Trey Lance every piece of game tape, and there's really not that much, but I've gone back to high school, everything, you know, and what he can do in this offense is exactly what Shanahan implements. He's going to do that. He's going to provide the zone read RPO. And without having that NFL experience, he brings the college style just like, uh, you know, RG3 did. But unlike RG3, he is a much tougher runner. He yeah. can do a lot yeah. more in the inside and the outside. Yeah. So I'm a little confused yeah. because you can run those yeah. plays. And really, a team doesn't know, is it coming at you with a runner pass? So I'm a little surprised we haven't seen that. I think in the tougher games, you're going to see what they're doing. It, it's crazy because my wife, she's been really, when I met her 20 years ago, she really just got into football. But she's been saying for two years now, why aren't we seeing more teams using a two-quarterback system, even if that means five plays a game? Because, you know, she saw what, what the college offenses, and now I'm saying, hey, she was innovative before her time because I think you're seeing Chicago. <laughs> you're seeing Always a good thing to compliment your wife. Always a good thing. Hey, <laughs> listen, credit where credit is due, my man. You know yeah. what I mean? Behind every man, there's well, a great she's with woman. you, so obviously so, I give her a lot of credit. So that's definitely. <laughs> and honestly, you know, and it's not like, and I really gave it a thought for a second. And I'm thinking, what teams, you know, were able to do that? And I thought, well, whoever gets Trey Lance is going to be able to do that right away. So right. he had no carries in this game. So I think right, with right. a close defensive game with 17 11, I, I think that they're really making a conscious effort to watch 
you know, his carries. It's not, you know, just like your guy in Chicago, I think he came in because of necessity. But they, right. they really want to roll these guys in as slow as possible. And all that means is let's get them to the halfway mark of the season, and then we'll talk about bringing them in. But right, right, right. now, San Francisco is doing enough to be in the conversation. But I think that they, they're not impressing me because I think Philadelphia is a little bit of smoke and mirrors right now. And it's more about – San Francisco not as good than Philadelphia really being like, you know, just missing that cut. So, you know, we'll yeah, see what yeah. happens. But I think San Francisco, you know, Bosa, they lose, you know, he they, they lose him for even a couple games. That guy's good. The defense goes where he goes. So I don't I know agree. if they'd be sustain losing him again. Yeah, I agree. And I, I'll say this about the Eagles before we move on. You know, Jalen Hurts, I have been impressed with him, what, what, you know, just based on the expectations coming into the year, I've been impressed with what he's right. been able to do. But, but, 12 of 23 passes isn't great. I understand one of them was a 34-yard touchdown that was put back because Jalen Rieger ran out of bounds before catching the ball, um, which could have completely right. changed the dynamic of this game and the, and how I viewed Jalen Hurts. So I still think that he is the guy that, that can be their franchise quarterback, but I think they're not really putting him in a good position to win this right now. And I just don't know if the Eagles have identity, just like you said, uh, Trev, at the beginning. I don't think they have an identity yet. And they are kind of in a weird rebuild where they think they mm-hmm. have some potential, but it's very unclear what that potential is. So still, you have to say there. So one more thing. One yeah. more thing I have to say is John Watson. You know, this, this, it's been really quiet. He's been benched the last two weeks. I still think that Philadelphia is a front runner for him. And I don't, I yeah. think that they'll be completely yeah. fine with rolling with Hurts until that happens. But I think yeah. Philadelphia will really give up all the assets. They just lost Brandon Graham, I believe, for the season. So yeah, you know, you're right. talking about passing him with their top two guys. So yeah, that's right bad. now. Yeah. You, you, you got to go all in, and I think they're the team to watch for Deshaun Watson. No matter how good Hurts is doing, I think you know he's he's to me it's a very like Taylor Heineke situation. Even though he had more yards than Hurts, that you know are they truly your future or are they your now? And I think with Washington and Philadelphia, the quarterbacks are there now. So. Right. That's my I'm my take. I think Deshaun Watson will end up being there. Yeah, and one and one last thing on the 49ers, just just reading the injury report, Trey Sermon head injury, Jamichael Hasty ankle injury, mm-hmm. Kyle Juszczyk lower body go. injury. And man, mm-hmm. they can't and and and, and I'm going to say that Eli Mitchell also not 100% healthy um from that game. So, uh what, you know, their run game is where they are based and that could be a problem for the 49ers. All right, let's go on to the last game here in the NFC. It says the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Chargers. Trev, why don't we start with you? Cowboys won 20-17, another nail-biter for both teams. What are your takeaways from this? Um, like I've been saying all my time, this whole time on this show, Tony Pollard is taking Zeke's job. It's just going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. We saw that yesterday. I didn't watch much of, a lot of it, but from what I did see, Tony Pollard is ready, ready to go, ready to be running back one. Um Dak didn't throw a touchdown. He really didn't. I mean, he's impressed me just coming back from the type of injury he had, but he hasn't, like, really wowed me yet. Figure out who they are, too, as well, which running back they're going to use, if they're going to be it by committee or just by a single one, running back one or running back two. Uh, the Chargers, man, they shot themselves in the foot. Two penalties that cost them two touchdowns. They would have yeah. won that game. Dallas didn't do anything to really blow them out of the water or sure that they can hang with the big boys. But yep. once yep. again, penalties will, will end up hurting you and – make your game look worse than where it was. So that's what I take away from it. Yeah, I agree with that. Adam, what, what are your takeaways from the uh, Cowboys versus the Chargers? You know, Trev said it, 
Pollard. You know, I talked on you and we probably before the draft, yes, I talked about Kenneth did. Gainwell out of Memphis. <laughs> you did. And when I mentioned Gainwell, I said, watch Pollard this year. I actually saw him. They were talking about him doing a lot, taking a lot more reps at receivers. So I said, watch him, watch Gainwell, and watch Gibson. The, you know, the three backs from Memphis are really going to make some noise. And I'm going to say that's exactly what's going to happen. In Philadelphia, even though Sanders is, you know, their primary back, I think Gainwell, he'll get going. He'll be a receiving threat there. But right now, Dallas – it's a different thing every week. Although Pollard provided it this week, Dak didn't do enough, you know, I think, to mm-hmm. win this game from no yeah. touchdowns, one interception. Right. I think they're yeah. another team right now, just like Washington. Yeah. We're kind of all doing it smoke and mirrors. So as far as the NFC East, it was 7-9-1 last year. I think yeah. right now we're at the pace that an injury here, an injury there. We haven't even got into COVID with the NFC East teams yet. And right. once all mm-hmm. this hits, it, 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 it's anything that could happen. But I have to say, my takeaway from that game is Dallas's defense, although the Chargers shot themselves in the foot, they're doing a little more than I thought that they would do. And they lost their best defensive yes, player for the year. Did. So yep. right. I think that that's going to happen them later on. But right now, if they can, you know, if they can somehow, you know, be 500 over the next 10 games, I think that gives them a good shot. And I, I you know, as long as Dak Prescott stays, stays healthy, they can do that. But I think, I take it with a grain of salt just because the way the Chargers dealt with Washington. I totally take it because some teams come out real hot and then they kind of, you know, flounder off. I see the Chargers just from seeing that game. I can see them definitely floundering off. You know, Eckler has been lipping in every week. You know, yeah. uh, their receivers, Allen and Williams, you know, they're balling out. They're doing good. But they're still missing that it factor on offense that, you know, they don't have that, that tight end that they had last year for her. Right. So I think they're missing a couple pieces. And, you know, I'm not in, I'm more impressed with, you know, I should say I'm less impressed with Talis's overall offense and just more impressed <laughs> with their defense and what they've been able to pull out, you know, against them. But right now, man, the NFC East is pretty ugly, guys. I totally agree with yes, that. And I will say this about the Chargers. Uh, Justin Herbert did not impress me. You know, I, I think he, in the two interceptions, he really wasn't able to move the ball consistently. I thought he was going to be better it's this even year. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, I just feel like he'd be better this year. The other side of it, and I just not too, too fine on a point on this because everyone's talking about Tony Pollard. But let me just say this: Tony Pollard averaged 8.4 yards per carry. Ezekiel Elliott 4.4 yards per carry. Maybe we should be feeding the other guy. I'm just saying, you know. I'm just, <laughs> just saying, Dallas yeah. fans. Might Maybe you well. should be feeding the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't want to accept um, Dak, though. See, that's the thing. How, you know, if you accept him, how long is that going to go? But I think in the end, the play speaks. And if Pollard just keeps it up, because, again, they're going to get him more involved, more involved in the receiving game. He had 31, 31 yards on three receptions in this game. Yeah. So yeah. Elliott yeah. is still behind yeah. him in every, you know, every statistic there. So it, it'll be interesting to see. But they, if they do it, if they, it takes him somebody every, every week to put, you know, give them a victory like this, just like Washington, just like uh, just like Philadelphia, just like the Giants, I don't think it's sustainable. It'll really come down to who's really you know at their best at the end. Yeah, and also and also the sixty Pollard and Elliott, sixteen touches, eighteen touches. So almost almost right. fifty fifty. So they're getting there. They're getting there. All right, that's the NFC East guys. And uh, why don't you predict it for me? Where are we all going to end up here? Trev, we'll start with you. Uh, obviously, Washington football team is going to be first. Okay. I honestly believe it's going to come down between them and Dallas. I just don't think the Giants and the Eagles have enough to to make it to make them a, a, a an important team, a, a bigger, better team towards the end of the season because of all the injuries and everything is so new. Right. Uh, and and so yeah, Washington Dallas at the at the end for it, and Washington takes first place lead. 
Oh, all right, all right, bold move. And <laughs> what do you what do you say here, uh, Adam? You 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 believe, or what do you what do you think is going to end up with? I believe for two reasons. The first, I just said it because the NFC is a is a friggin' mess. Uh, so that aspect right there. But I do believe in this quarterback. I believe that this quarterback, like I said, I keep preaching the Jeff Garcia comp because I see it. And if this defense can get it together, which I know they can, because my concern from week one to week two was the snap count. And what I saw was Chase Young went up to 91%, Sweat 88%, Allen 81%. These guys were all 10 to 50% lower the week before. So I'm seeing the progress. But I'll say this one thing to, you know, a lot of Washington fans out there. Collins yep. is a problem for them. Yep. He's taken away snaps from Curl and McCain. We had McCain 54% at the free safety uh, yeah, outside corner yeah. look. Curl at 74%. Curl needs to be a strong safety, and we need to have McCain at free safety. Right now, Collins is becoming a liability. I think once they understand that and start to go with their best players, which it can take four or five weeks, I think they're giving Collins a shot. We see that he's going to be too much of a liability. They are going to get that under control, and that's when the end of the year, that division run is going to really play into their favor. And that's why I said I love it. Washington finished 9-8. and eight. Dallas will finish right behind them 7-11. I think Giants and Philadelphia will just fall to, you know, the top, the worst five teams in the NFL after that. <laughs> well, I can definitely <laughs> I, see that yeah. happening Amen. for sure. Yep. And I, so I, I, I will buy on to all that. I don't – I mean, I'm not going to predict – you guys know the NFC is way better than I do. So I am going to buy on to both of your predictions. Cause, yeah. Yeah, and then to trust the experts. I'll, I'll trust the experts. All right, there let's hit go. the boxing bill on that because we got uh, – let me get to our quick sponsor here. We, we usually spend get to the sponsor real early. But, hey, we'll might as well get it in here right here. Support for football garbage time brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped prefers precision-engineered tools for your family's jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GARBAGETIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off for free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code GARBAGETIME. Unlock your confidence as and always use the right tools for the job of Manscaped. And, of course, uh, we would talk more about it because Trev and I have one, but we'll save everybody. We'll spare you all because we're running short on time and go on to our next <laughs> topic here bell rookie quarterback grade so this is this is the way we're going to do this i'm going to read you the name guys give me your grade and then i'm going to ask you a couple quick questions about them so uh let's start with you um trev on the rookie grades i'm going to read off the names you tell me what grade you're giving them a to f uh trevor lawrence d as in dog okay zach wilson d as in dog Okay, it's, that's uh, that's pretty nice of you. I don't have anybody failing yet. Too oh, early, but he's such a good guy. He's such a good guy. Uh, Justin Fields. Uh, a C. Okay, and Mac Jones. B plus. Okay, and um, Davis Mills. We'll just throw him in there because he did uh, play for Tyrod Taylor this week. I'll give him a C as well. Okay, and uh, Adam, why don't you give us uh, your grades here? Let's so start with Trevor Lawrence. Um, overall, like I, I understand the low grade, but I, I'm also really reflecting on the situations they're in. But yeah, I, I'm going to give Trevor Lawrence a C minus. Oh, okay. And Zach Wilson. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to give him a little love because he lost Becton, and that's when it really went south for Bingo. that offensive line. I'm going to you know I'll, I'm going to give him a C because I still think he has the ability, Ooh. and I've seen enough that he deserves at least a C. Wow. Okay. Uh, and Justin Fields. Uh, I give him a C plus. I think he's actually done pretty good in the positions he's been put in. Yep, and Mac Jones. A uh, so, uh, solid B with him. 
I think okay. that uh, once he gets once he gets it all together, and obviously by letting go, go of Cam Newton, Belichick's really got a lot of faith in him. So I think it's a B now, but it'll it'll and I, it'll be quickly to an A. And I said this before the draft, and I stay with it. Everyone thinks he's a great quarterback. I said he has to be in a great situation, and I think he probably fell into one of potentially two or three great situations, and that's why Mac Jones is going to have a long career in New England. Yeah, it's the perfect it's the perfect spot for him, honestly. And then Davis Mills, just for the heck of it. Uh, right now, there's really just not enough sample size. I give him a D plus until I see a little more. Okay, that's fair. And I'll say this: I I I uh, I'm going to go with Trev on this one and say Trevor Lawrence. He put up a D in my opinion. I'm going to go ahead and flunk this guy, uh, Zach Wilson, because I was the biggest guy oh. on his bandwagon, and he has absolutely disappointed me. And and I agree, <laughs> Mackie Beckton going out really did. Um, was a bad thing obviously did not help him but some of those throws man oh my god two one of them wasn't his the other three were and and that is just Mm -hmm. un that's unacceptable in nfl football uh justin fields i'm going to go over c as well that last minute interception pick six was something that was a major head scratcher when you're trying to kill clock you don't do that and if you do you Mm -hmm. throw it to the outside so only your receiver can get it you don't throw it inside so that anybody (laughs) can break on the ball that is not how you play football Mac Jones, I was impressed with him, even though he was ultra boring. You know, I was – Mac Jones was the most non-notable, notable quarterback of the weekend. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't even know he was there. Yeah. That's how – you know, it's like he, it could have been anybody. But he didn't turn the ball over. He moved the ball down the field. He had great poise. He's perfect for that Bill Belichick um, system. And then Davis Mills, I'm going to agree with the C that Trevor gave him. D plus, yeah, yeah somewhere in between there. I, I give him a little benefit of the doubt because I don't think he expected to play. <laughs> and – Right, I don't yeah, think anyone expected exactly. him to see the field ever, um, maybe ever, ever. So, you know, third-round draft pick <laughs> crossed it in the situation. They were close. You know, they were close. So, you know, what, what more I can mean, you ask yeah. from Davis Mills, you know? Um, all right. So well, let me ask you one quick question because this is the one that's always on everyone's minds. Number one overall draft pick, Trevor Lawrence, you know, absolutely, I think, an abysmal performance. Um, some of you have, you know, you have a little bit more confidence in them, Adam, than you do, Trev, and you and I, Trev, see the same way on this. I think the expectations were way too high. Um, real quick, Adam, will Trevor Lawrence write the ship and become the franchise quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Most definitely. You know, losing Travis Etienne early, like I think a lot of people downplayed how big that was. He was he was going to be a, a main feature in their in their uh, offense, especially in their receiving game, not just their running game. And I think that was a big blow early on. Shaviskas uh, and all, he's a guy I've been really high enough and following him for a while, his film. And, you know, he's going to be limping in if he ends up playing. You know, these are these are guys that he needs them to be, you know, in the game, making plays. And, yeah, he needs to do way better. But I've just been around long enough. We've all been around long enough. And we've seen, you know, quarterbacks, Peyton Manning and these guys, some of, some of the worst quarterback play in their first year. But I, I guess I'm just with a film eye. I'm looking how they're doing it. I'm really focusing on the players around them. So I'm not – I just – I don't give up as quickly. And I see the good in him. And I think it's just a matter of time before it all clicks. It's not about adding more talent. It's really about, you know, getting it all together. And I think with Urban Meyer, you know, he also has to ha- has a lot to do with this too. I say it to everyone, coaching the NFL matters more than any other sport in the world, any level. So I think that once that gets together, yeah, he, he'll be a legit quarterback. Will he be that all pro he said, you know, that they a lot of people hyped him up to be? Personally, I, again, I'm, I'm a huge yeah. Zach Wilson fan. I think Zach Wilson is going to have a better career. 
But in saying mm-hmm. that, I think we're talking about, you know, potential Eli Manning, Ben, ben Roethlisberger-type careers here with these. Okay, that's fair. I, that's not bad. I, I would take that in a heartbeat. I would take that in a heartbeat. All right, Trevor, I'm going to ask you yeah, about bad. Zach yeah. Wilson, actually. I'm going to ask you about Zach Wilson because you were obviously kinder to his act than I was, uh, but not, not as kind as Adam, but I want to get your take on it. Is Zach Wilson going to be the New York Jets franchise quarterback by the end of the season? Uh, I, uh, yeah, I think so. He just needs to settle down a little bit. I kind of feel like he's trying to make some plays that are bigger than what he's capable of making right now at the beginning of his right. career. Um, also, but like Adam said, no offensive line can make the greatest quarterback look like trash. So losing right. the Becton is a huge factor causing him to play out of his game, probably causing him to make bad erratic throws. So, But, yeah, I think he's definitely he just needs to settle down. Once he establishes the offense better and finds out who he is as an NFL quarterback, I think he'll be just fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I guess they I gotta protect to maybe... the man. They need... That's true. It's just something That's true. about that Jets organization. It's like they take good <laughs> college quarterbacks up there and they turn the trash and they go somewhere else and they thrive. AKA Sam yeah. Darnold. So Sam Darnold. We'll <laughs> <that. laughs> so I, I hear you. I hear you, man. Well, in that case, I hope Zach Wilson moves on to one of the teams we want him to play for. Maybe, maybe Zach Wilson has a future on the Washington football team. Who knows? Uh, but uh, <laughs> this, uh... <laughs> all right, we want somebody trash. We don't want somebody else's trash. I understand. That's why. That's why. <laughs> is this coming from the team that signed Ryan Fitzpatrick? I don't know, man. Hey, but yeah, hey, I know. I, I love Fitz. Hey. I love Fitzmagic. All right, that was on, that was uncalled for. I was gonna call myself out on that one. All right, let's ring the bell on that one. Let's get to our uh, first of all. We have one more topic for the day, but I got one more uh, sponsor read here, real quick. It's Thrive Fantasy, y'all. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this football season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sport and esports app for player. Props. Thrive has over $140,000 guaranteed in prizes each week and has awarded over $4 million. And as Trev and I say every week, if you're Kanye West, you don't need that $4 million. But if you're not, Donda. you do. You do. Donda. <laughs> <laughs> Use promo code Garbage Time, not Donda. Donda will get you nothing. But Garbage Time will. They'll get you a deposit match, 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Download Thrive Fantasy, the App Store, Play Store, or by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. All right, let's get to that last topic, and that's fantasy football waiver wire pickups. I'm gonna name off a few of my favorites, and then I want to go to each of you guys and let you. And you, know, you tell me, are that my crazy? Are there other people that I'm missing here? I like Tyler Heineke. I like Tyler Heineke as a pickup. Four percent uh, owned. I think he's worth a pickup in two quarterback leagues or as a backup quarterback in 14 team leagues or deeper. I think he's proven to me that he could be good for your team. Michael Carter of the Jets. I think he's kind of ascended to the top of that triumvirate. They had a productive weekend uh, this, this last weekend. Uh, aside, you know, that was the only productive part of the Jets offense. So, you know, there you go. Michael Carter, 50% owned. James White of the New England Patriots. Mac Jones loves him. He loves him. Six target. He led, he led the team in targets, catches, and receiving yards. Unbelievable. 42% owned. James White, good running back there for the PPR league. Alexander Madison, because Dalvin Cook keeps looking like he's going to get injured, and it makes me really nervous. Yeah. So get Alexander Madison, y'all, if you have Dalvin Cook, or if you're looking to speculate, only 34% owned. Darnell Mooney of the Chicago Bears, he looked really good this week, and he looked good the week before. He looked even better when he was out there with um, Justin Fields. Justin Fields takes over. Six of eight targets this last weekend for six to six yards. I think he's a very good wide receiver four flex option for 12-team leagues or deeper. Henry Ruggs. Everyone knows how much I love Henry Ruggs. I think Adam might remember me talking about Henry Ruggs. But he, you know, he, they misused him for a year. But he looks good this year. 
Week one, two of five for 46 yards. Week two, five of seven for 113 and a TD. I think they figured it out. It, t- it took a while, but I think they figured it out. 34% <laughs> owned. Go get them. Tim Patrick of the Denver Broncos, 22% owned. Jerry Judy out. Cortland Sutton went wild with 12 targets. Noah Fant predictably had six. Tim Patrick got into the action, too. He was third. 34 yeah. targets, 37 yards. Touchdowns on back-to-back yeah. weeks. I love my Tim Patrick mm-hmm. at 22% owned. All right. <laughs> Let me turn it over to you, um, Adam. What are your thoughts? Anybody that you think that stood out to you in terms of pickups there or any other pickups that I, you think I missed? No, I, you know, you actually, you, you hit the nail on the head with uh, Michael Carter, UNC. He was a guy that I scouted before yes. the senior bowl. And, you know, Deame Brown was another guy that I really liked. So, you know, just watching a lot of the UNC yeah. film, those are the two guys yeah. that popped out. Um, and I know you didn't really mention him, but um, I'm looking right now. It's a little early, but uh, maybe down the season, Ramondre D. Stevenson, Oklahoma is another guy for the Patriots. I think will yep. later on, you know, yep. get in the mix because they have a lot of backs for that to go around. But I like him as a real late round option. But yeah, the guy I really love right now, I think Michael Carter, he's going to have to carry the load for that Jets offense because they're going to have a problem really moving the ball. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. And actually I love, the uh, Deami Brown mentioned. That's a good one, actually. Only twenty. He's only two percent owned in uh, fantasy Ooh. leagues. He got six targets last week. Four targets the week before. He hasn't showed up so much uh, in terms of the counting stats. Not a lot of yards yet, but he's getting looks. He's getting looks. So Deami Brown. That's a nice one. Nice deep deep cut there. Anybody wants to take him in sixteen team leagues or deeper? Any uh, any thoughts from you, Trev? Any of those stand out to you, or anyone uh, any you want to add to the list? I'll add three more though. I'll go awesome. set up with Hunter Ren- Hunter Renfro. He um, oh, he's yeah. not a flashy player. He's not a big time receiver, but he'll get you six to eight, six to eight targets a game. And he also has that one crucial, two crucial play where he's a security blanket. So I like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go with a kicker, Graham Gano. Yeah, kicker for uh, he's on yeah. the Giants who are an awful team, but he's automatic. He's made like thirty some kicks in a row. Yes, he has anywhere in the field. Fifty five was one on Thursday's longest up to and like thirty or like anywhere. Yeah. yeah, like and he's a former Washington football kicker too. And I don't remember him being that good for us, which is kind of <laughs> upsetting. But that's how it always goes. Yep. And then uh, I'm gonna go with Cordell Patterson. He oh, was nice. five or six targets, fifty eight yards, and a touchdown. I mean, he's kind of old. He's kind of up there in terms of NFL age, but he is that guy who's a secret weapon. He can line up on the outside, inside slot, a running back, tight end, pretty much anywhere on the offensive side of the ball. He can line up and get you some kind of production. So I'll go yeah. with those three. I love it. I love all that stuff, and that's, that's fantastic. And, of course, Corderell Patterson in Yahoo Leagues are, is eligible for wide receiver and running back. So can fill either mm-hmm. of those spots. So great pick there. Only 15% owned. Hunter Renfro only 6% owned. And Graham Gano only 4% owned. My gosh, the Giants are going to stall a lot in the red zone, and Graham Gano is going to get his. So go get yep. him if you need a kicker. Uh, terrific, terrific options there. All right. Guess what, guys? We made it to the end of the show. It is uh, – <laughs> we actually went into overtime, <laughs> as we uh, sometimes do here. Let's see air horn on the show here. No problem. Okay. With that. Woo, man. Because oh, we always put too much content in there. It is seven right now. Patrick yeah. Ryan's is 7-7 right now. Oh, okay. Awesome. That's great. I'm, I'm really excited about the Packers losing again. I'm hoping that will happen. I'm <laughs> not unlikely. Very unlikely. But being a Bears fan, I obviously hate the Packers. So I'm wanting them to go down in flames here. Um, so – 
good good update there. I'm sure I'm going to eat my words as soon as I get off the get off the air. Well, thanks so much, Adam, for joining us again. It's yes. so awesome having you back on the show, man. This is I really miss this. It's pleasure, terrific. It's yeah, I'll give you a real clap. I'm not even going to hit the hit the sound. Yeah, me this too. One. I get <laughs> Well, the uh, but yeah, you know, I appreciate you having yeah. me on. You know, yep. just go out, subscribe. Um, our YouTube channel is the Burgundy and Gold Report. Um, on all of our content, the Burgundy and Gold Report.com. We're on all social media forms now. And find us now. We're on TikTok. Uh, and we're at Adam hey. LTC. Hey. So, you know, no dancing. Yeah, no dancing TikTok over here. Yeah. But, you know, TikTok Aww, is really opening up to the sports world now. So definitely, definitely check me out on there, too. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm big up. into music and <laughs> yeah. I'm big into music, and right now with YouTube, you know, YouTube wants to capitalize on using someone's music. So TikTok's one of the places where you can go and, you know, really share some of your music. And you'll see, I'll share the social media, you know, some of the videos I'll create with just just for fun, just because some of the music I like on there. So, yeah, definitely check out my social media platforms as well. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone go give them a follow and go check out the burgundyandgoldreport.com. It is amazing. And, of course, happy hour. Great show. Fantastic show, Trev. You're gonna to have to get on TikTok, Trev, and you do some uh, Kanye. I'm, I'm about to go find you know? him since I'm done with this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go <laughs> but I want to see this. you dancing, Trev. You gotta be. You gotta be uh, dancing. No dancing on my TikTok either, honestly. But <laughs> maybe in the future we might have a collab dance off me and Adam. Might who knows? <laughs> oh no! This is a. That's a lot of. That'd be a lot of happy hours right there for that. I'll buy the beer and head on over. We can do this. We're gonna do this, man. That's right. Right. TikTok dance yeah. off. Trev and Adam, you heard it here first. It's going to be amazing. Yep. Um, Trev, give us your social media so people can follow you. Uh, so, yeah, I'm on Twitter uh, at Trev Stores, WFT, Instagram, Trev underscore Stores, uh, co host Football Garbage Time with Hakun Wong, as you're listening to right now, uh, yes, co host with Full Plus Coverage Washington. We just started up our, our video podcast and audio podcast with them. We've got about three episodes done. We're available all over podcast networks and YouTube as well. And then also a co-host of Ref the District with Nathan and the Stoner. We're available yes, on all podcast platforms, YouTube as well. Got some different segments with them. So I'm all over the place. Yeah, Adam and I man. are out here grinding. We're just trying to be great. We're out here grinding. <laughs> Trev, Trev, you're like, you're, you're basically, po- you're like podcasting around, man. It's just like, I feel yeah, like, like you're podcasting around. At least Adam had the good graces of leaving me before actually getting on other podcasts. But now I, I have to deal with Trev being everywhere. <laughs> I'm just so kidding. Right. Trev, we, we love it. Everyone go check it out, by the way. Trev got some good stuff on Rest District and really, really good stuff there. So definitely check that out. Uh, and on definitely follow him on social media. He has great commentary and, and have at it. Go Adam. <laughs> Go Adam, please. Go <laughs> anyway, you can follow me at FD Garbage Time on Twitter. And as always, thank you for listening. Thanks Adam for coming and joining us back on the show again. And thank you everybody for wasting time with us. And until next time, enjoy week well, the end of week two, week three. Ah, just enjoy NFL, man. Yes. Good night everybody. LTC. Hail DC! <laughs>